Hello, everyone. My name is Wesley Levesay from the History of the Second World War podcast. Join me on a journey through the most destructive conflict in human history, a journey that will take us not just through the famous campaigns and cataclysmic battles, but also to the lesser well-known corners of the war that touched millions all over the world, as we try and answer not just the questions of what and where, but how and why. You can find History of the Second World War on all major podcast platforms or at historyofthesecondworldwar.com. Welcome to History That Doesn't Suck. I'm your professor, Greg Jackson, and I'd like to tell you a story. Today, however, I'm pleased to share an interview with a special guest versus my normal storytelling. Regular listeners of HTDS know that we do this occasionally to recap and give some broader context of an era explored over a series of preceding narrative episodes. If you're new to HTDS, welcome, and you may want to jump back a couple of episodes to hear the stories leading up to this epilogue. Now, on with the show. Welcome to History That Doesn't Suck. I'm your professor, Greg Jackson, and today we're just going to chill a little bit. No story. Um, it's uh, it's Josh. Josh, say what up. How's it going, everybody? And CL. Hey. Oh, what? No, hey, guys? Nope. Oh, I know. You guys, okay. I'm sorry to disappoint. Maybe it should be like, hello, or something cool. Yeah, more than hey, come on. I think you should go with salutations. I don't think I'm going to say salutations. That sounds a little Charlotte's <laughs> Web. <laughs> salutations, everybody. That is, that is very Charlotte's Web. Thank you for bringing me back to, I don't even know what grade that uh, would I, have been, but elementary school days. Yeah. All that said. The team's all here. We, the team is all here. We have finished what we're dubbing volume two. Yep. The Early Republic. Uh, of course, we could take the Early Republic straight up to the Civil War, but that's not how long we want each volume to be. And it's certainly appropriate to cut it off as we go into uh, the Jackson presidency. So, you know, we feel like we're at a point where it's time to kind of just hit pause, take stock of some things. Uh, there's a few things we'd like to draw to your attention um, about some of the past episodes. Some housekeeping. Exactly. Yeah. Some corrections we want to make that listeners pointed out to us. That's right. Some pronun- Let's be clear. Pronunciation. Yes. Yeah, no, yes. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no big uh-huh. corrections. Yeah. No, no, no one wrote in and said, like, George Washington's actually still alive or something. <laughs> um, that wouldn't be a correction. It wouldn't. That'd be a wrong ass- assertion. I think that's a word that came out weird. No, it's right. <laughs> it's a word. That'd be okay. a great conspiracy theory. I yes. think we should explore it. It's George uh, still alive. Is George still alive? There you go. Dun, dun, it's, dun. it's the next sad zombie uh you know graphic novel sort of thing <laughs> like those are trying to die out th- i know they are yeah. Is, yeah yeah the I zombie kind of like scene the the, the the walking dead really brought it in strong and it, it was it was definitely solid good good story they should have killed that way earlier i mean it's wrapping up I right know, now i think I <laughs> are we going into Sorry. analysis of walking dead <laughs> let's keep it on history. pop culture everybody it's okay yeah uh now it's now the podcast of pop culture that doesn't mm, suck no but we're, we're, we're hey i got a great transition oh, nail For, it do it see here we Pop culture, the reason we're talking about pop culture is because there's a certain um, site or company who has multiple podcasts on pop culture mm-hmm. that has not allowed us to... No, I tried. It's I okay. tried to segue <laughs> so hard. I've, I've, we, yeah. we, we get where you're going. Mm. So 
in terms of housekeeping, we're going to go ahead and start with our harrowing past week. Harrowing is the right word. Thank mm-hmm. yes, thank you. iTunes. Just call it like you see them. So look, um, some for those of you who follow who follow us on social media, which is in fact the minority. Uh, I, yeah. I don't know how we ended up this way. I think most podcasts are the other way around, where they have a big following on social, on social media, media. And, and then fewer listeners. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we we release a new episode, and uh, within two hours, we have more downloads than we do followers, followers on, on by a long shot. Yeah, by a long shot, uh, which of course is perfectly fine. I mean, I guess we'll go ahead and mention if you would like to follow us to keep up with some stuff. Please, by all means. The yeah. history that doesn't suck. Search it on G. Frick. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, I, yeah. Twitter. We also have a private Facebook group, community yeah. group. Yeah, feel free to join it. It's lots of fun. That's right. All that said, so we, um, as we've noted on our social media accounts, we have been months in, in the making here. Uh, we, we've been preparing a second podcast, History That, history that Doesn't Suck, presents Office Hours with Professor Greg Jackson. I think that's the full name, right? Office hours is how we're referring to it. Uh, But it has been so long in the coming. Uh, Each of these episodes, we kind of wanted to discuss basically to a degree kind of what we're doing right here, right now. Yeah. But we wanted to, uh, in response to some of our good and kind and wonderful patrons who help uh, keep the podcast going, by the way, thank you, friends. Uh. We, we've been releasing a private um, series of podcasts to them where we just discuss the episodes and, and kind of some back and forth with those patrons. It was kind of decided that, you know what, you guys should do this publicly. This is this is good stuff. Don't bury it. Okay. So we went ahead and did that. We launched onto YouTube. Let's go ahead and throw that out as we well. We are on the right? YouTube. That's right. I think we have an, an incredible like dozen subscribe yeah we, we're in the double digits it's a big not, deal not to brag um i figured it would actually you know kind of kind of be that anyhow th- th- this gets to our whole our whole debacle here. yeah so we um you know we're months in the making josh is learning a whole new skill set as we go into video, video. video mm-hmm. learning how to edit right. learning how to yeah work between different programs both you're doing audio a great job video. with it by the way thanks you uh, are dude well I got a long way to go on video. Well, first, you're way, way more critical of yourself. And that's how this whole team works, which is part of why this podcast why we works, work, yeah. is the, the way it does. I We're very demanding of ourselves. We are. Yeah. And we're very forgiving of each other. Yeah. Um, but those standards are high. So after all the painstaking effort, time, uh, you know, figurative blood spilt <laughs> on the altar here... <laughs> Yeah, of first of all, just filming slash recording our roundtable discussions of previous History That Doesn't Suck episodes. We went back to number one and uh, gave deeper analysis on everything in in volume one. That's where we've left off at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, we, I mean, we, we did go a little less in detail than we will in future uh, office hour episodes because we were trying to kind of like catch up a little bit mm-hmm. but then we did some interviews so each episode starts with us discussing history that doesn't suck episodes giving deeper analysis and then i interview someone who i think is quite fascinating oh we've got great right? interviews Amazing. experts freaking awesome so and i mean perfect like connections to the content as well yeah and and in the spirit of 
eh, to a degree. I mean, you don't see it as overtly in history that doesn't suck, but one of the reasons behind me getting this crazy idea that I should not have a life um, and launch this podcast and now you two have been roped into it and thank you for coming along on the ride. But it was that I don't think there's enough venues, not that there aren't amazing history teachers out there. I like to think I'm okay from time to time. Uh, <laughs> that that joke felt more like a brag. <laughs> it's, you're all you right, can't Greg. see my face. As a, for, I just as a former you, student, you're, you're okay. I mean. Sure, sure. Thanks. Yeah. Thank, thanks, Josh. So (laughs) I I thought there needed to be uh, a more lively, fun and and connecting history to the present uh, presentation uh, of history. So launched this podcast and the people that were interviewing for office hours, these are all people that I think align with that agenda. They can connect it to the here and now. So episode one of office hours, we have distinguished professor of history, Eric Hinderocker from the university of Utah and who wrote the book on the Boston Massacre. Literally wrote the, yeah, the book Boston's Massacre, which I certainly referred to uh, in addition to the primary sources as I was writing episode three. Man, those are some bygone memories now. Yeah. Oh. That's over, a long time ago. over a year ago. Mm-hmm. Is it over? Yeah, episode three. I mean, because we launched October of last year. It's over. This is basically the one year anniversary. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a it, generous but... one year, but. In some ways, this is a nice little, this episode here is the opportunity for us to kind of reflect. Yeah, reflect. Give you some of our thoughts. Yeah, on on the past year. All all that said, Eric was phenomenal. I mean, I thought we had such a fun discussion. And this is the episode, being episode one, that Josh uploaded to submit to iTunes because iTunes, the great gatekeeper of podcasts, uh, whatever server you're listening to, maybe you're doing podcasts. Josh, Podbean, sure. Um, geez, there's so many out there. Point being, there's a good chance that you might not be listening through the podcast app on a smartphone, but nonetheless, you're listening through iTunes. iTunes, yeah. A, so, third, a third party. You may be using a third party app, but they're pulling their library from iTunes most of the time. Some are some exceptions, like Stitcher. They actually right. produce their own library, but for the most part, yeah. But about seventy. I mean, looking at our statistics, about seventy to eighty percent. We we're shown aggregate numbers. If you're you know. looking for a modern day example of a monopoly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is it. Like, iTunes has got a monopoly. Just, on just saying, I know we haven't gotten this far in history that doesn't suck. So maybe this joke will land with everybody. But Teddy Roosevelt would not be digging iTunes. He'd be no. trying to tear <laughs> that into multiple pieces. Not trying. He'd, He'd be would. doing it. He'd yeah. be doing it. So we submit to iTunes, and um, I feel like I'm dominating. Josh, you you want to jump in? I mean, the the pain you felt. <sighs> We all felt, but I, might I be think a little you too, took it personal. I might be a little too fired up still to to comment, oh, but I'll try. All the better. You should tell this. No, Carry so on. for those who don't know, you submit a podcast to iTunes and you wait for approval, right? Um, which we knew from pre, mm-hmm. you know, previously we've uploading. We've done, we, we've done this. We've been here. We kind of know the time frame. We submitted with plenty of time ahead of time, and uh, anyway, we're all set to have the podcast release on. Sunday at midnight. So Saturday at midnight, right? Or we should have or we been. should have been. No, we were ready. No, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had done our part. I was gonna say, no, we were ready. I the hours put into 
that week of <laughs> countless hours. I can't even. Explain. I wish. I wish people could see your face right now. Josh. I can't even explain to you. Honestly, it's too bad we aren't putting this the, one on YouTube. The amount of time spent on videos, uploads. I'm. Like, we're not even talking about the YouTube side yet. That's right. a whole nother animal. Anyway, so we submit our podcast. We submit office hours, and it gets rejected for being irrelevant it- content. <laughs> Or spam. Yeah, ir- irrelevant sure. slash spam. That was the category. Yeah. Yeah. We were floored. Literally, literally, I call Greg and uh, I say, so I don't think we're going to hit our deadline to launch the show. And Greg's like, why? And I'm like, uh, iTunes just rejected the podcast. Anyway. Well, I- and we know the stuff. You know, we know the dimensions of, of the, the logo art. We know... Um, you know, everything you have to do with your RSS feed, we know this stuff so backwards and forwards. I, that's why I was just utterly floored because. Oh, and I had triple checked like uh-huh. 40 times. Well, I triple checked again after. I feel like uh, I wouldn't say I could do this in my sleep, but I could do it without you, Josh. It would take me a lot longer. My point being, it's not even my thing. Like you handle all the tech stuff. Right. And if we're so deep into it that me on the periphery of, of that could handle it. That's you what I'm saying. It was taken care of. In your sleep, behind your back, yeah. one-handed. And so to have them be like, uh, no go for you guys. <laughs> With I, no explanation. They had to. <laughs> well, no an explanation. We're irrelevant. Irrelevant, apparently. So so we wrote them back. We did. We wrote them back. We said, hey, what the. F-? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it was worded a little differently. It, it was a little, a little more professional than that. Yeah. No, CL and Greg, you know, they they. They wound me. They wound me in because I'm the Sam Adams on this podcast. I was ready to As burn, burn it down yeah. on the we, ground. We, we talked you down off the ledge. I was like, That's right. I'm going down there to iTunes and give them a piece <laughs> of my mind. Um, so, no, yes, we responded yeah. to them and basically it was a waiting game. So yeah. that's why we're telling you now. That's why we didn't hit the deadline. Yep. Because we were waiting. And then they responded Monday morning at about 12 hours after we had released the most recent well recent before this one uh that would be episode 27 last of the founding fathers yep right so we had a great opening to pitch office hours to all of you you know to, to make you aware of it i guess would, would be the better way to, yeah. to put that and uh, you know josh went in and cut that out and we just copied in a the more original, standard mm-hmm. yeah opening because we missed you know office hours coming live by about 12 hours. Yeah, by, by, you know, and by that point, I mean, uh, well over a thousand people have downloaded it. So it's not like... And we kind of wanted to toast. do one big push. Um, yeah. One right. big release, right? So right. we didn't want to be like, okay, well, it's live on YouTube, but it's not live on podcasts, but but it's not live on the third-party app you may be using. We, we, and, and we want everyone to be able to be aware of it at the same time. And we want everyone to feel like <laughs> they can access it. Yeah, at, at any point right you can check it out on your podcast then you can go home and check out the video or you know it's but you available know, everywhere say, all at once I, I i loved itunes i mean i we don't have the the email up I, I can't state it verbatim but i did love their response it, the word apologize was in there it, they didn't apologize for how they labeled it but it was something like we we apologize for any confusion over the uh the last response your podcast is, is now, now live. live. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I really? think the, the, our, our email was something to the effect of, so please, please explain. explain. <laughs> a PhD in history interviews another PhD in history about his book with an academic press 
on one of the most important con- things that ever happened in American into history. Connecting now day relevance. Please expound on how this is irrelevant, or please tell us how we can better demonstrate our relevancy to you sincerely. Or something to go blank yourself. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. This, this Again, is why it was this much is, more professional than that. This is why we don't let Josh do the writing. <laughs> That's why I don't send emails. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and they, yeah, they quickly responded and said, you're yep. now live. No, I, I think that's as close as one gets to an, an acknowledgement of we have We're sorry, up, yeah. Yeah, from iTunes. So it is live, but then we start getting the emails uh, that, sure, it's there, but it's not, it's not playing. there. So there are four episodes uploaded right now. So episode one is the interview with, uh, again, all of them have the roundtable discussion with the three of us having our, our brilliant, witty banter of course yes but then the interview so the first one professor eric Eric rocker and then uh major denny fry and yep uh denny fry uh, special forces so we we talked about the the military aspect of the american revolution militia mm -hmm. yeah and then um ben park uh professor at sam houston university very I, intellectual discussion on, but accessible. Oh, of course, always oh, yeah. accessible. Yeah, and we talked about the different identities of Americans during the revolution. He he has written the book on that. Yeah. So, and then uh, episode four, I uh, sat down with the current lieutenant governor of the state of Utah, which is where we're at. Um. So, hence, you know, you're. You you might see a little more University of Utah uh, Utah yeah. officials. I mean, you know, it's we're trying the, to the branch local out. University yeah, things, but this is what this is where we are. Uh, so. Hey, uh, wherever you're listening, I know we have listeners in all fifty states. So if there's someone who you think would be an interesting connection to an episode, and you think you could help us make that happen, you know, by all means, connect us. We, yeah, we, 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 we can do. Inter- I mean, we, we interviewed ben, ben via Skype. Yeah, via Skype uh, out, out of uh, Houston. So, you know, we're happy to do the same with. Like, please do not hesitate to reach yeah. out to us. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we will do our everything to, to make it work. Yeah. So those four episodes are there, but, you know, not everyone's seen them. Apparently some are just seen episode one. So all that said, I'd hope by the time you're downloading this, that all of Apple's, um, all the worms have been worked out of this apple, shall we say? Yeah. We'll, we'll hope that they can fix we've their been, glitches on their yeah, end. We've been mild, mildly frustrated. Mildly. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave it there, Josh. Leave it there. So, yeah, it's it's been a week. It's been, man, it, it just felt like, like you're in the starting blocks about to race and it's like someone just comes up and sucker punches you right as no uh, yeah like the analogy i was giving these guys all week was i feel like i've been running a race for so long and i just tripped at the finish line no yeah you said that then i fired back no it's more like disney's cool runnings child of the 80s here yeah I, I oh yes oh, very well, oh yeah right? and john and candy get, come on right you right. get tripped up yeah by the runner next by the runner to next you. to you yeah mm-hmm. and in this an analogy that runner is iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> More like we're, iTunes is the bobsled for us to slide down the track. <laughs> well, now that we have bastardized uh, a favorite movie of, cool of childhood. Um, yeah, that is our iTunes saga. It's been quite the up and down here for us in this past week. We just wanted to make everybody aware. But yes, it is there. So you're probably best off just searching if you are using 
Apple, especially just searching history that doesn't suck. Because if you search for that, you will find both history that doesn't suck our you know year old show at this point, and you also find office hours uh, listed there. So if you would like a deeper analysis on any of your your old favorites, you know, mm-hmm. re- reconnecting with with those revolutionaries, and frankly, I really I I feel um honored i i can't think of a better word um i kind of sounds like a like i'm giving some sort of cheesy prom speech but really i just i i feel honored that the people i've interviewed thus far from the academic side to the military to the lieutenant governor that that these people would sit down with me and and give me their time and i thought they had some great things to say um they're just stellar interviews really interesting really great perspectives yeah yeah Okay, I think we've um, we, we've regaled the people with. If that's this not fine a good tale. enough commercial for you to go watch <laughs> the show or listen, then why are you listening to us now, <laughs> Josh? You, you still come across with the angry. Okay, calm, so calm, yeah. <laughs> apparently Greg and I did not calm Josh down enough. <laughs> no, we didn't. I'm calm. I'm calm. If anybody knows a quicker way to export video, please email me. That's the last thing I was going to say. Okay. All right. Our video techs out there. Well, uh, there we yeah. go. There's got to be somebody that listens to us that knows. I'm sure. Who probably won't reach I will, out. I will only acknowledge that that's a possibility, Josh, because v- video is a new uh, realm for you. When it comes to audio, I would put you up against, I mean, come on, it, p- people listening to this podcast have heard the, oh, I, the, the yeah, sound quality. Oh, yeah. I know my proficiency you in audio. Are, yeah. I just want to speed I mean, up my proficiency with video. I get it. And if there's anybody who it. has higher skills than me, I'd love to learn it at your hands. Hey, and you know what? Let's actually just go ahead and mention um, Josh is freelancing, uh, right? Is- I am. I've started a freelance business. I'm editing other people's podcasts slash audio. Yeah. Audio design and the customers freelancer. Are, are, are well pleased. They are. And, and I'm getting up. clients lined up. So. Sorry, you were saying your, your website. Go ahead. Oh no! Um, the website name. Uh, I'm deciding between you, a cu- yeah, you have two one? two of them at the moment. I'll yeah. let I'll let. This is fresh. This is real fresh. This is real fresh. Like I've only so like if a if, people, if, so. if if this interests someone listening, we'll put it on social media. So and yet another yeah. exciting reason to go. And follow you us feel on free. You can you can email at history doesn't yeah. suck to get a hold of me. Like there's right. no. You don't have to like a personal email or anything. Anyway, well, hey, let's. Um, what what do you say we get to those? Those little corrections, huh? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do I'm it. excited to address this. So I want to say it's really cool as the the podcast has built, and you know, I wish that there was a way for us to get. I, I guess no podcast has an exact handle on on the number of listeners. We just see the downloads, uh, and uh, it is again humbling to see that you know we release a new episode every state in the union and. Uh, Multiple countries. Multiple countries, specifically uh, Canada, Britain, well, basically Western Europe, Western Europe. Britain, mm-hmm. Ireland, uh, France, Germany, um, and uh, Austra- Australia. Australia super strong. So the, the strong, the, the the top three, the top three would would be our our fellow previous colonials. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got uh, Canada, Australia, New Zealand's pretty strong, uh, but then back to the mother country of England. of Britain. Yep. Yeah. So those are all pretty strong. All that said, 
um, one of the great things about getting to this point is that if we don't pronounce something exactly the way you you, you do locally, to, yeah. we get an email. Mm-hmm. So um, that said, which we welcome, by the way. Yes, this is oh, no, that, that, absolutely. No, I was stoked because I mean, look, I'll tell you as a historian. Uh, well, as an academic, there's nothing more terrifying than writing something and then finding out that that there's an error. And this is as much as every academic book you get. So if you get a book from published by an academic press, and I'm not putting down something that's published by HarperCollins or, or a, a more popular press, but if it's published by, say, Harvard or you know, LSU Oxford. Press, Oxford, yeah, <clears throat> well, even, uh, you know, it's less prestigious, but like you... you um, University of yeah. fill in the blank state press. University of North Carolina is what's coming to mind. I've read a couple books from them this week. <laughs> perfect, perfect. It, yeah, it's not Oxford, but the fact that it is coming out of a university, that means that book, I mean, I guess I shouldn't say I, I can guarantee you this, but something is very wrong if this isn't the case. It means that book has been, uh, the manuscript before it was published was read by three different experts in the field in a what we call the double blind situation, meaning they do not, the author doesn't know who those other experts are. the 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 press seeks out other experts, and then uh, those experts don't know who submitted the manuscript. Now, of course, these can become small niche worlds, so maybe people can be like, "I it's, recognize it's one, it's one of six people," or <laughs> only Dan uses commas that way. But <laughs> you know, it's it's as anonymous as possible. So really, these things are extremely vetted, but. You know, th- things happen. Um, yeah, mistakes are made. Yeah. Typos. W- one of my more favorite ones, and of course I'm not giving names here, but uh, an academic I know, uh, favorite, you know, I feel so badly for this this person. Not even go with the he, she, sure. you know. Uh, guess a uh, negation in a sentence didn't show up. <gasps> <laughs> oh no so, yeah it should have been i don't even remember what what the factoid was but you know it, it said x is is y instead of x yeah, is not kill y. lots of people it, instead of don't kill lots what? of people yeah, oh right. my goodness um so you know small things like that creep in and again i'm not going to name names but as as we were writing episodes um i think this was before ciel was was quite into the the inner circles but josh you remember how how many times I'd uh, we'd be communicating. I'm like, dude, I'm I'm at an impasse. Here, here's this super prestigious book, and the date disagrees with this yeah. super mm-hmm. prestigious and we other. Would, and we would try to decide what. Yeah, one and, do and we so go with? of course, you know, I, I I do what I do. I look for more sources to see who corrobor- gets corroborated. The real thing is trying to find a primary source, but on rare instances. Um, those primary sources might only be in an archive on the other side of the country. Well, I don't have $2,000 laying around to get a flight, a hotel, no time. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, to, uh, to go check that myself. So I have to rely on these Secondary illustrious, sources. yes, which are excellent. And, uh, you know, it, honestly, it kind of reminded me of grading when, when you have an A paper and I can grade an A term paper in minutes. That's why mine it's always so, came back so fast. That's why they came back so fast. Because when they're good, you know, you you, you just fly through them. You right? do. You fly through it. Uh, it gets into the nitty and gritty, though. Once you fall out of the A range, even if we're just talking about a solid B paper, you know, 
distinguishing between a B minus and a B, this mm-hmm. stuff starts to, you know, this is now scalpel work instead of it being one big hue with the ax. So the point we're trying to make, yeah, sorry. <laughs> the point we're trying to make is that Thank it, you. it happens. Yeah, it happens. Uh, wow. Yeah. I totally went off there. My apologies. No, it's yeah. Fine. So, I mean, it, it, and so I know it's going to happen on the podcast, right? If it's going to make it through academic presses, good grief. We're going to do it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, um, such, such things will, uh, will happen. So, um, three things that, that we'd like to point out. Um, first off, going back to episode 12. So this is actually volume one. Um, I would think we won't probably have things to say about an earlier volume in future, uh, episodes like this, but I guess know, we'll see. We'll, yeah, we'll see what well, the listeners say. I, I just guess that because I think we've hit a critical mass to where, you sure. know, we have so many more listeners now than we did when we were in the earlier episodes. I think there'll be people that will catch up and, and, you know, that will find us and start from the beginning sure. and well, and if we'll we have it, you know, yeah, and, we'll, 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 we'll mention something. I just, I'm talking in a statistical sense, like the critical mass. If, if there was something egregious and, we, you know, we would have it's caught been downloaded it. thousands of times, chances are someone would have caught it. So episode 12, an American Judas betrays and Nathaniel Green saves. I think it was that one. We got a message. I tried to track down the, the person. If you're listening, hey, a big thanks to you. Uh, she was from, or she was, it's not like she's past tense. She's from New York, so New York listener. And uh, I referred to West Point as being um, further up upstate or upstate, something to that effect. In upstate New York. Yeah, yeah. and she said, not upstate, friend, not upstate. There's My the correction. Mia culpa. Yeah. yeah. Um, on maps, as someone who has spent a whopping three days flying through New York City uh, in tourist mode, um, I certainly do not know how the locals feel about it. As far as I can distinguish on maps, I was under the impression it would be referred to as as upstate. Right. So my bad, and and I appreciate that. And you know, as, as I read it, you know, even even if on maps, I'm not even I'm not trying to like say she's wrong by any means. Um, but from what I'm seeing on on maps, it it still looks to me like it should technically fall up there. And the way I'm guessing it cuts is, you know, as a native Southern Californian, maybe it's changed. I mean, I've, I've lived my adult life in Utah at this point, but I know that in the eighties and nineties, no one would say SoCal in Southern California. Like that was a dead giveaway. You were not a Southern Californian. And it was the quickest way to get under the the skin of, uh, Mm -hmm. of a Southern Californian was to say, Oh, you're from SoCal. No, no, not California. It has a name, son. <laughs> you will say the whole name. Uh, so I completely get that. And uh, we just want to note that. Uh, episode, moving along, episode 20. What did we call that one? Uh, a Wolf by the Ears. Oh, that's a great episode. It sure is. Um, it's where we talk Gabriel's rebellion and uh, the rise of cotton. Cotton becomes king. Yeah, we talked the rise of the interstate slave trade. Oh man, that's mm-hmm. that's a heavy good one. Yeah, yeah, good he- in a heavy. like heavy in a heavy <laughs> and you're sad sort of way afterward. Um, man, I well, we, we we won't get into Gabriel just yet. Maybe we'll talk about it a little bit later. But uh, in this one, Isaac, thank you, Isaac from Virginia. See, I was looking for the name on the New York listener. I'm just gonna find it. But all that said, Isaac from Virginia pointed out that. When I referred to the 
I, I said County of Hen. Oh, how did I say it? You Henrico. said Henrico. I said mm-hmm. Henrico. Yeah. And uh, that's not how they say it. It's, well, watch me probably. I'll yeah. get another email from Isaac. <laughs> no, you tried to correct it. You still said it wrong. So let's just note that I don't know how to pronounce this county's name. But my best attempt, he spelled it phonetically as R-Y-E. So Henrico. With my super Californian accent there. Right? I know. We just have to own that all of us <laughs> yeah, look, are from west of the yeah, Rockies. All, all of us are. All of us. And we spent the majority of our lives west of the Rockies. I lived a whopping 12 months east of the Mississippi. So, well, yeah. <laughs> I, I had two years in Massachusetts, sure. New Hampshire, and that. And I, I think some listeners could probably, as I say that, go, oh, well, that explains some of the details on Boston. Um but yeah, we've yeah, we're, we're mostly. I mean, uh, southwestern I got the, yeah. Americans. Lots of time in Mexico, but that doesn't do much for me. So <laughs> no, not not in this context. <laughs> Your Spanish is excellent. Thank That's you. Right. Uh, so then to episode twenty four. Here, here's our last one. Uh, this was uh, from Granny to Old Ironsides. Pretty sure it was twenty four. But I said Mo Me River, and uh, thank you to Sean in Ohio who. Let us know that it's Mommy River. And again, I've probably still pronounced it incorrectly. My best attempt there, Sean. And thank you again for bringing this to our attention. My French, I think, weighed in on that M-A-U-A-U in French is O. So that's probably... It happens more often than you might think. Greg Greg will slip into... A French, French mode. Yeah. yeah. Mode. Well, and Josh, you you know this. I mean, you're fluent in Spanish. When you are bilingual, oh, it, just, it, it just screws happens. you up yeah, it too. Really does. Partly because you no longer, even when you're reading in your native language, vowels don't, <laughs> they're forever changed. I, I'll look at a set of vowels and think, there are four different ways to say that. I wonder which one it is. Oh, especially when a third language lands in there. Yeah. Then you're just... Then you're toast. Oh, you're toast. Yeah. Yep. Can't even read. Couldn't even read before. Definitely can't now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think that was our way of trying to be like, oh, look, we speak multiple languages, so don't hate us for bad pronunciation. Yeah. 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 We'll go with that. Yeah, sure. I like no, that. No, but it, it, to, to round this all out, I just want to again say thank you so much to everyone who wrote in um, on these. I mean, they might be small, but I think they matter. I, I want... I want this podcast to be so insanely accurate. I mean, I, I love that, you know, our corrections are that we must pronounce <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, some, some things and don't know the the, the, the finer distinctions. Yeah, of but people, people don't see the press. I'm using the press reference as an us. They don't see the rigor that we put. Greg will literally call me at three in the morning to be like, holy beep. <laughs> It's 1791, not 1792. Get over here. We're re-recording this. I'm being, obviously, uh, over-the-top hyperbolic. Yeah, no, I never call past 2.30, Josh. Oh, it's true. 2.45 is usually our limit somewhere in there. I'm like, Josh might be asleep. I'll let him be. I'll wait till (laughs) 4. Yeah, I think Greg has a little more respect for my time than that. He typically doesn't call past midnight. <laughs> <laughs> typically. Notice there is a typically. There's a midnight cutoff. He'll be like, ah, CL's not going to answer. Well, Josh is probably up. That's yep. right. That's right. <laughs> anyway, all, all that said, what I'm trying to say is we want you to catch us. Um, we yeah. do put a lot of time and effort. I say we, it's really CL and Greg put a lot of time and effort into the script and making sure 
Everything is fact-checked. Dates are right. Times are right. People are right. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of Thomases. There's a lot of, you know. A lot of Williams. Williams. Well, and the crazy thing is when, and I mean, my, my heart has, has skipped a beat, and we have re-recorded, when it's even written correctly, but, you know, at this point, so each episode is, it's not quite 8,000 words, but it's just shy of that. So, you know, to, to give a round number, roughly 8,000 word script. It's kind of like walking down the street. You know, you can walk down the street. Anyone can walk. But if you had to make a bet that you will never trip walking down a sidewalk again, you know you shouldn't take that bet. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Same thing. I'm just reading plain, well, I guess it's not always plain English, right? Some, sometimes. <laughs> it is definitely not. Sometimes we, we've thrown some, no, we, we always, no, I have thrown some French in. Yeah. yeah I've thrown French, a lot of French Latin, in. Some Spanish. Spanish. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. Never mind. Uh, but I'm reading a script. You know, it's in front of me. The words can be seen with my good eye. And and then Greg all of a sudden will just decide to throw random words in. Yes. Mm-hmm. The and ongoing joke for ye- for years. Like we've been doing this for years. Right. The ongoing for joke forever. for years. No, the ongoing joke was, Greg, read the damn sentence how it's written. <laughs> just read it the way it's because, written. Because he'll just be reading a sentence and all of a sudden Ciel and I will be like, he just added like four words in there. Yeah. And actually sometimes it's better. Greg, well, Greg does a good okay. job ad-libbing. So there are two things. One is the ad-lib, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes I see the sentence as I'm reading it out loud. You know, I do j- just as I, as if I were editing a paper, I realize, oh, there's a better way to say this. Mm-hmm. You know, this prepositional phrase sh- shouldn't be there. I should have a pause here instead of here. Exactly. Yeah. So even though I didn't put a comma in, in the script, I am going to insert one in my, in the way I read or. Insert some levity into it, which is what you typically do. Yeah. yeah. So, sometimes a joke comes out of yeah. nowhere, right? Um, and then we laugh for 10 minutes. <laughs> and then we have to re-record the joke because the laughter laughing. was in the background. Because Josh messed it up. It's yeah. always me. I'm it, always laughing. And then Greg has to hide his face because he can't look at me while Dude, he's trying to record. I don't know why. Yeah, if I can see Josh's face while recording, I'm I'm just done for. I guess I have that effect. It, I will never... I mean, the worst one was... Uh, I don't remember which episode. It, Five? It was like around there. Yeah. Five or six? I just... I? I made some... It wasn't even a huge joke, but I think it was late and we were tired and uh, Green Dragon. Green the Green Dragon, Dragon Tavern, Tavern or something yeah. like that? And all I, I said was something like, which is the best name ever. And 15 I don't, minutes 15, of laughter Yeah, later, I don't know why yeah. we... That's not even that funny. We died. Oh, it's probably because yeah. it was... One in the morning. One in the morning, 50 hours into working on the script. Yep. Uh, so what we're saying, though, is, um, yeah, we, we do put a lot of time and effort in. You're, I mean, I, I don't mean this as some massive brag. You're never going to find a big mistake. That's just not going to happen. No. no. But, of course, um, and in fact, we, we're, we're learning new, um, you know, new t- techniques to try and skirt even these smaller um, issues. I, uh, the, the more recent episode... Where we talked, um, yeah, that, that was the, the last founding fathers. The opening with um, with DC. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I uh, reached out to one of my my DC friends and said, "Hey, I'm going to talk about First Street. I know that there's a technical name, but how how do you refer to it? How's someone in DC? Yeah, give me some local uh, yeah. right. info. Yeah. And you know, so we we had that discussion, and that's how I read. You know, that's how I wrote, and then actually read that time." <laughs> without without changing it, the script. So, please yeah. correct us. Please correct yeah, us. That's a it. twenty minute explanation of us trying to tell you. Please correct us. <laughs> we love yep. the feedback. We do. All right. So let's um let's kind of 
hash this last volume, huh? Should we go there now? It's a huge volume to hash. Yeah, it is. Yeah. We'll try to hash it in 20 minutes. We can do it. We can do it. Yeah. Okay, so I think there's one place we need to go just straight up because, you know, as we've said in this very episode, I'm all about connecting things to the present. I've I've never been the historian for history's sake. And don't get me wrong, I am so grateful to to that scholar who thinks the world needs another dissertation on the Bayou Tapestry. That's great. That, by the way, is a tapestry in a old castle in France, like hundreds of years ago. Um, I personally just don't want to spend my time on a, on history that I can't connect to the present. And that doesn't mean, you know, blowing off ancient stuff, but uh, that, that's where my interest is. So, you know, as we're going through the early years of the Republic here, I mean, we, we all know that uh, things are a little, a little tense between the two major parties in our country right now. You know, a, a little I, bit I, in our country. I'm totally disrespecting a, a couple hundred listeners abroad in the United States right now, but they're nodding too. They're like, "Yeah, what, yeah, you guys got what problem. the hell, America? Yeah. Could could you get your act together? We'd appreciate that." Um, and you know, I I couldn't help but think about our present the whole time we're talking about the Democratic Republicans and the Federalists. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, you know, these throwdowns, like you read these things that they do to each other and the things they say to each other in the papers and the arguments that they're having over philosophical differences. And it's like, oh, I totally relate. Right. It also made me think of the moment that we talked about where there was only one party. The era of good feelings. The era of good feelings, right? And I started as we were kind of- You wondering if we're headed there? Not that we're headed there, but could we ever get there again? Mm. Is that, you know, could we even have a one party at this point? Could we even have a third party at this point? So to weigh in on that, what we could in my, you know, I'm not a political scientist, okay? Um, But I I think we can have uh, third parties play important roles as, as we've seen countless times in our history. And we will, you know, we'll, we'll leave the examples out for now. Yeah. We'll get to them. My friends, don't worry, it's coming. But normally, the the third party speaks to a, a to an important matter in that present moment, and then it dissipates. Or the other way, it could cut this. This is a, a potential thing. It could displace one of the two major parties. Yeah. So there's never there's never correct me if I'm wrong. There's never three party strong, three main parties, like three real contenders. Yeah. It's always no. two, one who maybe de- displaces, like you said, the one, the the one of the two. Yeah, but there's never like. Well, and I and I won't turn this into a, a poli sci lecture because again, I feel a little bit out of my element going there. But basically, the electoral college it's set up kind of forces two main alliances, right. and th- that's why you know some I, I've heard some people sometimes opine, why don't we have a multi party system? You know, we could have mm-hmm. more options. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, like like they do in certain in some European countries, um, and um, y- Europe is lovely. By the way, I enjoy going over there for my research. But um, it's not like they don't have their problems. If you think having a third, third, fourth, and fifth party somehow right. make it's, everything it's a magical, different set of problems. Ex- exactly. Right. Exactly. But yeah, yeah. It doesn't. Yeah, you you want to get hit over the head with one massive two by four, or you want to be smacked around with a bunch of small bats. It's yeah, <laughs> you know, and I would argue that with the two-party system, this is something I do think we sometimes fail to recognize as uh, as Americans in our two-party system. Is that what you really end up with? Are, you still have multiple parties, 
and we saw this mm-hmm. with the Democratic Republicans, they're just factions within the main parties. Yeah. Yeah, because that's that's the main argument is, oh, sure, there's only one party, so it's the era of good feelings. But that's really a misnomer because it's not the era of good feelings. It's just the era of everybody's signed up to the same party mm-hmm. card so that their sectional factions can show through. It, yeah, so it kind of ends up, you know, like, I just, every time I think era of good feelings, I think of Dr. Tobias Funke and his <laughs> chemo cell, and it's really just a mask. That there's still you nice know, arrested development uh, reference yeah, there. Just Love it. Doctor Fumke's good times, 100 <laughs> natural family band. Oh, he's the best. Anyway, yeah, but there's still a ton of problems, and you can, yeah, you've just added a mask to it. But you, the minute you take that Timasil away, or the, <laughs> the air of good feelings mask away, there's there's factions. Well, and, and even as we call it, air of good feelings. I mean, it's it's not like the problems even went away, right? They were yeah. just you're just pretending they're not there. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, it's almost, they call it the era of good feelings, but is it really the era of nothing happens, nothing progresses? We kind of just put the stamp on it and, because we even, even, I'm not saying we were like really struggling to find information to talk about, but we jumped a lot of years. Because we could. Because we could, (laughs) could. right? Like we're like, okay, not a lot is going on right now. And, you know, I also don't want the... As detailed as this podcast is, I mean, man, it is 30 hours roughly, right, of material at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, in truth, 30 hours covering America from 17, you know, 54 yep. up to um, 1824. Yeah. Yep. That's actually pretty brief. I know that that might feel um, really fast. Uh, well, now I was going to say really slow and really detailed because I hear, you know, oh, plenty, yeah. plenty of people give feedback saying, wow, I didn't know any of this stuff. You're, you're, you're so detailed. And, you know, we, okay, yeah. yeah, sure, we are detailed. But at the same time, the level of detail we're going to, you could still go multiple clicks deeper. You know, that's why there are podcasts on just you know, the era of good feelings. Yeah. The, yeah. the age of Jackson. That's, that's a podcast. A podcast. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, the, uh, there are so many podcasts on the early really uh, just a uh, revolutionary America. Oh yeah. Right? yeah. So, you know, we, I am very deliberately as you know, I've, I've said before, and I'll go ahead and say again, I'm trying to give a story based story, you know, narrative driven story version of history, but nonetheless, I'm, I'm taking you through what you need to know. We're not going to get bogged down in an era for the sake of it. So yeah, if, if we can kind of hustle it along at certain points, we will. Yeah. We're going to do that. Um, especially if there isn't, super exciting stories because <laughs> yeah we're, we're absolutely going to fixate on those um to yeah. make sure hi- history keeps the story in it and entertaining and you yeah. that's we say it all the time so we'll spend a sentence talking about the important bill that got passed or the important compromise that got made and then we'll move on to the fun stuff <laughs> exactly <laughs> so you get your cake and your veggies mm-hmm. yeah that's right you don't even realize it's carrot cake yeah this analogy is falling apart. But back to, <laughs> not even the air of good feelings, if I could dial it back to before the Federalists decide to, you know, self-implode and destroy themselves. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, we're replete with examples of an America that isn't, you know, charging into Civil War territory just yet. Because I, I don't know if I want my example of, look, see, America's been worse to be Civil War. <laughs> 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 but... 
you know, on, on the eve of the War of 1812, you know, I think about the Baltimore riots. Patriots were murdered in the streets. Yeah, beaten to death. Yeah. yeah. Just like... Yeah, not just... Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty bad. You know, um, I, I I don't recall his name off the top of my head. The I think he I think he was given the rank of general eventually. The um, Revolutionary War veteran who was imprisoned on a British ship, yeah, offered the opportunity to switch sides by the British, and he and you know, and have a significant rank. Yeah, like not yeah, just no, be a really soldier. Tried, yeah, basically they offered him, you know, Benedict Arnold. Uh, level stuff and mm-hmm. he's like i'm no benedict arnold of course that'd be anachronistic he wouldn't know about benedict arnold but you know this is a true patriot yeah and the democratic republicans kill him in the street as you know if legend is true as he's showing them his wounds from the revolution saying uh-huh. how can you doubt me and they're like let's throw rocks yeah yeah they, they don't just it's not just like one guy who takes out a gun and shoots him like they beat him to death yeah. it's really bad yeah it's all over political ideals but you guys guys we've never been this bad in america right now <laughs> right <laughs> you know and look I, of course you know n- n- neither uh josh cl nor myself are we trying to say like you know everything's hunky-dory in the present it's no, just that's not man, the, the hyperbolic though. yeah i know I, I know you aren't josh because i mean I've said similar things to you how many times, like right. in a day, but the the hyperbole that you'll get, and uh, you know when you turn on the news or, or whatever the case may be, from I I actually don't even like the term fake news. I'm so overhearing yeah. that term. I mean, for everyone who listened to you know the, the episode on the on uh, the Boston massacre, clearly news agencies have been putting their spin on it. Before from, America was America. Yeah, mm-hmm. but from the beginning right. of time, you could say. Exactly. Yeah. And that's just the American example. And we'll have more examples as we go forward. You know, wait till we get to the, to, well, I won't even. Yeah, there's some good ones coming. Yeah, there's some good ones. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think that you do have plenty of well-meaning reporters who don't know their own history. And so they make statements like, oh, it's never been worse because they don't know. Because they can't remember a time when it has been that bad. And but they you, think in their whopping 40 years of life, you know, they must have experienced it all. I mean, it's... it's Yeah. That came across a little more disrespectful than I intended. Um, yeah, it's, reporters. It's, it's super... <laughs> yeah. <on. laughs> Screw you. <laughs> the, you know, it, it's it's human, right? We, we like to think we have all the information, that we know what we're talking about. Um and ironically, the more naive you are on a topic, the more sure you are of yourself. Yeah, because the less you know, the more you think. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. The more you think you know. So, you know, I think it's, in fact, quite well-intentioned when some of these reporters say something like, oh, you know, the 2016 election was the, the, the worst ever. Because they don't realize that people died. Well, that Rachel died oh my gosh. in 1828. Or, yes. you know, that uh, you know, if you talk about an election, quote unquote, being stolen, they, they don't realize that John Quincy became the president of the United States with a whopping 30% of the vote. Yeah, because of a deal he made with a guy who thought, if I'm secretary of state, then I can be president and I'll sell you three states. Exactly. Right. And he did. And people getting beat in Congress. And like, yeah, we could, dude, the how many on. of those stories have we covered? And we haven't even gotten to to some of the really, I just this week, um, the, the book, um, oh, I'm going to blank on, on the title, but um, Field of Blood, I think is what it's called. Just ordered it. It's 
it, it's it's a new uh, new oh, book. Oh, it's by just Professor. Yeah, because Ben Park yeah, told ben us about and it. Ben and Lieutenant Lieutenant Governor referenced it obliquely. Oh, I think so. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and it's kind of funny now as I was listening through our Office Hours episodes because three episode three is when we uh, do the interview with Ben. Episode four is when we do the interview with. With Lieutenant, uh, Lieutenant Spencer, Spencer, it's, he yeah. told us to call him Spencer. It's true, it's so true. that's when we did our interview with Spence. And <laughs> I think he said Spencer. <laughs> He's gonna he tweet did. at us now and be like, "Whoa, hey, I'm sorry, sir. Don't give me nicknames. I'm sorry. <laughs> I am your obedient servant." Uh, so uh, Spencer um, makes a reference to it, but chronologically, we interviewed Spencer just a few days before we interviewed Ben. Yeah, that's true. So when um, Spencer uh, makes mention of it, you know, I'm kind of like, okay, yeah, that's cool. And then Ben mentions it. And I'm like, okay, what's the title of this book? book. I need this book. And it's it's just, it was kind of funny to me. I bet most people don't even notice it. But when you watch it, you know, here I am like taking it. Oh, okay, that's the title. And then I do an interview with Lieutenant Governor (laughs) right after that. Oh, really? That's an interesting book. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) but we didn't even say what the book's about the book is on nothing but brawls in congress this is a a hundreds of pages you know it's it's a a book that you can use to hold down anything it's it's heavy it's thick (laughs) and it's nothing but page after page of people having violent fights in congress not verbal we're talking physical yeah so i'm not talking someone's feelings got hurt and look twitter and, and i'm Again, as I say that, please do not take that as me, you know, somehow advocating giving, that that's yeah, what we want. No, I, although putting two congressmen in a ring to fight would be pretty sweet. Okay. But, yeah. <laughs> but in, in, in fact, I'll go ahead and highlight in, um, well, I think this is all our district. I'm not sure. Um, in Utah's third congressional district right now, the, the race is between, uh, our current, um, uh, Representative John Curtis, he's a Republican, his challenger, James Singer, Democrat. They just sent out a co-authored op-ed in uh, one of the Utah papers, the Deseret News. Which I thought was awesome, by oh, the way. Oh, you know, I, I just, I, I just want to the give aisles. these guys the biggest high five. It's a, their op-ed calls for be, for greater civil discourse. And uh, they also went on um, uh, local news here in Utah recently to continue that discussion um you know and and i just i applaud and love seeing an example of seated politicians who are doing that sort of thing so i am not saying that i'm on board all this to come full circle i um mildly want to throw up at you know some of the the rhetoric i see out there all the more i'm trying to say is that when you know some pundit says that america's never been worse because you know of X, Y, or Z. Yeah, I mean, I, I, so many examples are going through my head. I'm just thinking like, no, I probably don't even want it. Don't even touch I'm, it. I'm not going to touch it. Sorry, we did not mean for this to get super political, but. No, but, you know, just we're, but this is a political era in, yeah. in American history. This whole volume two, yeah. really, yeah. is a lot well, of. And the focus is two parties that both, as I would say, is, I think is the present, two parties that both love America, but are convinced that the opposite party, or at least enough people in those parties are convinced that the opposite party are actual enemies of America, that they hate what America is, that they're trying to tear down America. And now I know it's worse. The idea that back then you're tearing down something that is brand new and blooming 
or a modern day approach where you're tearing down something that is traditional and old and, and established, established yeah. right? These well, kind of two. I mean, I, I think it's, it just shows human nature. It, there more, were just more, humans or pieces of crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think when, and you know, this is a little bit of, of kind of what the discussion I had with uh, the Lieutenant Governor and saw, I mean, I'll leave most of it for, for the episode four. There. But, you know, you notice that the bickering and fighting between the Federalists and the Democratic Republicans, it dies with the War of 1812. Why? In my opinion, you know, not, not to be too brusque with history, but beyond some of the Federalists doing some stupid things. I was going to say, part of it is them imploding yeah. Yeah. themselves. Them, them imploding themselves. But part of the way they imploded and the reason that they could implode like that is because Americans no longer had the convenience of cannibalizing each other. They had a large external threat, mm-hmm. uh, even if it was kind of their own bringing it on to a degree. Uh, you yes. Know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, they've got this massive blockade going on on the East Coast. You've got British troops attacking, uh, where, I mean, of course, we're attacking too. Right. Yeah, but British troops trying trying to invade from the north. You've got enemies yep. to the south. You've got yeah down in Florida. I mean, every edge of uh, America. I mean, other than I guess you know some large parts of of the frontier and but but in, in the middle, some but. parts of the frontier are under attack too because the British go and ally themselves yeah. with yeah they do yeah That's American true. Indians. So yeah yeah. But in, in terms of big attacks that you know it's people are feeling and hearing yeah. the ripple effects all the way, you know, across the country. You know, it, it's not like, um, it, it's, it's not some, some sort of military engagement and not to take away from some of the engagements we're currently involved in. But I, I you know, I think we can sometimes just forget about it because it's not, you know, p- people aren't having to take the bumper off, off of their car to be melted down. Not that our bumpers are even made of metal anymore, yeah. you know? So it's not this ever present thing, this other out there that's that's ready to rain down on america and so we have to bind together we have the convenience of of fighting each other right and and that's what i see when i look at the early republic they have the convenience of fighting each other until until the war breaks out and then you know you you just don't get to worry about trying to kill the federalist you know in the trench next to you when you're busy dodging bullets fired by you know, oh, one hundred percent by Canadians. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> who knew? By the way, there were no Canadians hurt in the making of this last volume. <laughs> I just wanna yet. We still have time, Josh. We will not let Josh near the Canadian border. Don't yeah. don't worry, Canadian <laughs> listeners. You're safe. We're Canadian okay. friends. <laughs> oh, good. Because <laughs> all, all conversations are covered when you say I have friends. <laughs> I got friends. I um, uh, know people there. So basically, what you're saying, Greg, is that uh, that there are parallels. Yeah, there's parallels, yeah. and that we will fight when it's convenient for us, and we'll team up when it's also convenient well, and, for us. And not that it's an American thing. I I think that that's it's a, a human, human thing, nature. You know, it really and, is. I mean, I I see that. Um, you know, and, and I welcome anyone to, to, to push against, against that. It's, it's my thesis. It's kind of what I'm arguing. It's, no, it's I, I would make the same argument. Geez, we could countless examples in Latin America. This is an American history podcast, but right. Just as you're cranking them out. Speaking so, of Simon Bolivar. I mean, that's one big one that right. you yeah. talk about, right? I was thinking about Hernan Cortez coming in sure. during the conquest, sure. but you, this is just human nature. You, you get on the side 
when conflict arises, you look for allies. And that's just human nature. That's what you do. Well, and so you start looking for the things that bind you rather than... The things that tear you apart mm-hmm. and your differences. Yeah. Um, so what we need to have is a war? Is yeah, no. No. <laughs> no, that's no. not what I'm saying. Uh, that's... Uh, what was that expression? Like uh, an inch of hurt, pound of cure or something? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely not calling for... <laughs> We're calling for more civil discourse. Yeah, that's yeah. all. And, and you know, because and which we this need. is this is what where history plays an important role. Because if we can actually learn our history, remember it, remember it well enough to then look at our present and go, "Oh, we're doing that." Yeah, mm-hmm. we can. You know, we can rise above it. Uh-huh. We can learn a few lessons and do better. Precisely, yeah. which is you know, what we so, all have to do. So yeah, we well, we don't we don't need a war. We just need people to listen to this podcast. Yeah. Gosh, damn it! Listen That's to this right. podcast. <laughs> America, you're welcome. <laughs> Sorry, that sounded a little more forceful than I meant it to be. That's so Utah, by the way. You just said, gosh, damn it. Well, I was going to go with God damn it, but then, I was, you know, I didn't know. I think I think we're okay because as we quoted many a British soldier back in episode five towards Paul Revere, there was definitely- Basically, what I'm trying to do yeah. is, do I want to swear and then have to Bleep give my later. work, my, more, myself yeah, yeah, yeah. more work later? Yeah, sure. trying to edit that out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As, as we always- Although you wouldn't edit God, I guess, huh? No. Should have just went for God damn it. I apologize, people. <laughs> <laughs> just going to double down and say yeah, there three, you or go. three or four times. Yeah, times. good, Get good. it in there. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I guess that is in, in some ways the the big takeaway, for at least for me, from, from, from this. Volume two. Yeah, from volume two. CL, you've yeah. got a look, though, on your face. I think you have something. Final remarks, CL. Well, I just think, I mean, just back to the era of good feelings, like when we get back to the the luxury of of being able to attack one another. It's really interesting to me that we let a political party die and we say, hey, the war is over. Let's all get along and be all this, be on the same side. And for a while, I think a few people believe that they're on the same side, but it doesn't take too long for people to go, you know what? We should we should definitely fight over sectional things. Let's <laughs> let's go ahead and do that. Thanks. But yeah, but it, it takes a little a, a few years for it to dissipate back into not Factions. civil discourse. <laughs> yeah. My Gosh. my last takeaway would be, yeah, we need more civil discourse. And that I think we need to realize, I mean, with the era of good feelings, that we have more in common than we do against. Mm-hmm. I, I think I'm not going to go down some crazy political thing, but I think one of the big things that's tearing apart the country, personally, is my opinion, is identity politics. This idea that people are going to these 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 teeny teeny little factions, ideological factions, right? And there's kind of we're losing this underlining narrative of what it means to be American, and that's kind of what we've been talking about about right. history in this podcast and what unites us. And I just think that's that's what you should learn from history: the things that make you sim- similar. It doesn't have to be necessarily ide- ideological, but as a human yeah and some of the strengths and weaknesses of past mistakes past victories that people have gone through i think that's what it i don't know that's what it's all about so volume two for me is an, a reminder that we need more of that today we need some more more sit, common ground more common ground realizing oh he okay we don't agree on a b and c but you know we do maybe agree on this this and this and He's not such a bad guy because he has an R next to his name or a D or whatever, right? Um, Just talk. I don't know. I'm just such a proponent lately of like, why can we not have civil discourse? I don't understand why. 
it's such a big deal today. But anyway, that's my rant. All right. Well, thank you for your rant, Josh. <laughs> um, Listen to volume two there. Yeah. There you go. Uh, the, the one last thing I think I would like to, you know, not necessarily launch an entire uh, discussion on it, it was, you know, we had two episodes earlier on in this, uh, in this volume where we looked at industrialization and we looked at the new twist on slavery in the South with, right. you know, cotton becoming the king, you know, mm-hmm. displacing um, other it, cash crops. Yeah. yeah. And in revitalizing slavery where it was starting to die a natural death in um, the mid-Atlantic states, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and cotton just takes hold and it's like, okay, here we go. Yeah. We're just going to rev this up and have this take a stranglehold on across the whole South. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I, I do think, and, you know, we'll, we'll certainly have more um, more discussion about the divergence in the Northern economy versus the Southern economy in the episodes to come. Um but I think that's that's just crucial for people to understand as we build up to the Civil War. So I'd certainly hope that um, that people got, you know, that that the North and South, their economies are on very different trajectories by this point. And not just their economies, but their social structures. Yeah, cultures. On very, their cultures are very different. Their values are very different. How they live... And, uh, you know, that's based somewhat in economy and what they do for a living, yeah. right? And how their towns are structured and what they look like. Yeah, but, it's all interconnected. Yeah, it is. It, it really is. But the North and South look very different. They function very differently. And it's it's really hard. Like you were just saying, Josh, with finding those common grounds, it is very difficult for Northerners and Southerners to find anything in common. And you you read it even as early as like the 1810s, the 18 like mm-hmm. you read people who you know Northerners who are coming to visit the South and be like, what is well, this even, place? Even to dip into Volume One here, I mean, back to I mean, I think it was Volume One, uh, Washington's presidency, or is that the, yeah, that's the beginning of, beginning of Volume Two? Two, boom, we're still in here. You know where um, Jefferson and Hamilton are saying to him, "Please, you have to go for a second term. This union is so fragile." And North and South are the division that they're seeing uh-huh. that early on. Yeah, that's way early on. Yeah. It it, it really is. Like and- the ink is still drying on the Constitution, and we're having discussions of a North-South divide. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is just exacerbating it as the North industrializes. And the South goes from, you know, relying on slavery so deeply that South Carolina and Georgia are ready to bail on the Constitution if it doesn't give a pass on slavery – to somehow managing to up that reliance. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know, know how we up that game, whole, but we do. But they do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the the story of Gabriel, I'll, I'll just say quickly. I mean, his rebellion to me is it's one of the most American things uh, that he could have ever done. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, you know, the, his rhetoric, the way he's talking. The way that people he, in his rebellion are talking, because it's not just yeah. him, too. These ideas that they're sh- saying, it's like... I mean, death are, or liberty, they're quoting, yeah. you know, they're basically quoting Patrick Henry. It, mm-hmm. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say the guy who, you know, gets up his defense as oh, he's, being acu- <laughs> he's being accused of... No, he's, he's dead on. Yeah, he's like, yeah. no, I'm doing nothing that George Washington would have done. I'm yep. standing up for my liberties and I'm standing up for my people. And, and I'm like, willing to die for it. And what yeah. do you say to that, right? Like, 
Uh, they, I mean, there isn't a good response to it. They, yeah, they no. just, they just hang him and say, um, "You can't say things like that." Thanks. Well, and, and so as we get into you know, like volume three here, you know, I, I do look forward to giving more, uh, more air to other um, patriots. Yeah, to other patriots mm-hmm. and to, to, to these sorts of stories. Um, Solomon Northrop, I think, will will land in this volume. I mean, we'll see where we where we cut things. Uh, if you've seen the movie Twelve Years a Slave. That's that's him. I have been looking forward to telling his story since before this podcast launched. It's so, an, it's an amazing story. He's an amazing American. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I I think I think we've uh, yeah we, we've done. How are we doing on time here, Josh? We're an hour and seven minutes. Well, let's go ahead and let the good people get on with their their day their day. Yeah, I mean, or night. What they're going to do is go listen to a to an office hours episode, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you better. <laughs> Again, Josh. Everyone's hey. going to be freaked out. They're like, what? The- I promise Josh is not violent. <laughs> I'm not violent. I'm actually- Josh is a lovely human being. I want to I want to double down on that and be very clear. Um, Thank you. I mean, dude, I spend so much of my, my waking hours. We spend you. a lot of time I wouldn't together. do that if you weren't a wonderful human being. So I, I hope his sarcasm, just as I always hope my sarcasm, is coming through clear on the, on the mic. I'm a very sarcastic person. Hopefully it's people why are we picking along, that up. sir. Yeah. Um, but thanks as always to all of you who are listening. Um, it's, it's so validating and, uh, you know, just great to, to know that, you know, the thousands of you at this point across the country and abroad are, are listening. Thank you. Um, we do not mind if you share it by the way, and just help us reach more people. So by all means, please, uh, please do so. Um, just thanks so much. It really, it, there are times we're doing a, a podcast. I mean, this is a lot emotionally as well. Like, you know, putting yourself out there, this crazy 21st century where nothing's erased, everything's yeah. permanent. Uh, my my voice is out there for 30 hours plus or whatever. Um, you know, thank you for for validating it. Um, and by the way, if, if you'd like to support us, we have a mug. We, we have an awesome mug. Mm-hmm. So if you go to our website, history that doesn't suck.com we have a store with the coolest mug ever oh it, it's amazing yeah you, you yeah. need it you need it it has the story of uh the boston tea party on it this is this is a coffee mug this is not a tea mug i was just gonna say do you drink coffee the statistic that you do is a yes yes you need this mug apologies to our british listeners <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey i have a boston party teapot in my home so you know they can you can enjoy a coffee mug. Ooh, shipping internationally. It's a problem we'd love to have. So yep. please make yeah, us, please give, give the us problem that to issue. us. Yep. All I'll, right. I'll learn. <laughs> I think I think that covers the bases, yeah. It does. All right. Hey, just thanks again to everyone and uh, join us in two weeks where we'll start volume three and I'd like to tell you a story. History That Doesn't Suck is created and hosted by me, Greg Jackson. Special guest, Professor Ben Sawyer. Production by Airship. Sound design by Molly Bach. Theme music composed by Greg Jackson. Arrangement and additional composition by Lindsey Graham of Airship. HTDS is supported by fans at patreon.com forward slash history that doesn't suck. My gratitude to your kind souls providing funding to help us keep going. Thank you. And a special thanks to our patrons whose monthly gift puts them at producer status. Anthony Pizzullo. Art Lang, Beth M. Chris Jansen, Bev Hawkins, Bill Thompson, 
Bob Drazovich, Brad Herman, Brian Goodson, Carrie Bagoli, Charles and Shirley Clendenden, Chris Mendoza, Christopher McBride, Christopher Merchant, Christopher Pullman, Dane Polson, David Aubrey, David DeFazio, David Rifkin, Denke, Durante Spencer, Donald Moore, Ernie Lowe, Gareth Griffin, Henry Brunges, Jacob McDaniel, Jake Gilbreth, James Black, Janie McCreary, Jeffrey Moots, Jennifer Magnolia, Jessica Popic, Joe Dobis, Joel Kerr, John Frugal Dougal, John Boovey, John Keller, John Oliveros, John Rudlevich, John Schaefer, John Sheff, Jordan Corbett, Justin M. Spriggs, Karen Bartholomew, Kim R., Kyle Decker, Lawrence Neubauer, Linda Cunningham, Mark Ellis, Mark Price, Matthew Mitchell, Matthew Simmons, Melanie Jan, Nick Sikender, Noah Hoff, Paul Goinger, Reese Humphreys Wadsworth, Rick Brown, Sarah Trawick, S.B. Wave, Sean Peppard, Sharon Thiessen, Sean Baines, The Creepy Girl, Tisha Black, and Zach Jackson. Join me in two weeks, where I'd like to tell you a story.